Hello to all our listeners. Today we will be studying the fifth chapter of Ilchot Ma'achalot Asurot. In this chapter we deal with the um, Isur, with the prohibition of Eber Minahai. Eber Minahai means eating a part of an animal or a, 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 um, a yeah, eating a part of, body part of an animal while the animal is still alive. Cutting, so either cutting a certain piece of meat off um, or an actual part of the animal's body. Um, we will see all the details in this chapter. So let's start. Halacha Alef. Mipiashimu alam du shezeshin emar batura velo tochala nefesh imab basar. Les or eber shenechtach min hachai. From the tradition, it was learnt. In other words, by tradition, I mean, we mean in the tradition, it was um, kept that the pasuk velo tochala nefesh imab basar, you shall not eat the. Um, the uh, one moment, Mehila. So literally translated would be like, "You shall not eat the life while it's still in the meat." By life, um, so it's a good question. What life means? We'll see what um, literally. So literally translated, nefesh means life or or soul. Um, here the the um, point is that the blood that is in the meat is the life or meat that was cut off. Sorry, or, or meat that was cut off while the animal was still alive shall not be eaten. Um, to, to, to disallow a piece of meat that was cut while the animal was still alive. And on this it was, and on Ebed Minahai, and by the way, I'm just going to use from now on the words Ebed Minahai to speak about a piece of meat that was cut off while the animal was still alive for the sake of ease of flow of the chapter. Um, so it also said, it was said to Noah, um, but flesh with its life, which is uh, the blood, you shall not eat. Um, and this was discussing And the prohibition of eating is with all types of co- um, animals that are kesherim, not that are tim'im, that are pure, not impure. Halakha bit. When we're referring to the prohibition of eating Evan Minahai, there's no distinction made between um, a part of a body part of the animal that has just um, flesh um, and meat flesh. Bone and sinew, um, like a hand or the leg of the animal, or um, also parts of uh, body parts of the animal that do not have bone in them, like the like the tongue or the testicles, um, etc. So all those things are different fats, etc. That are in the animal. Ella, but there's a distinction. The distinction is like this: in a body part of the animal that does not have a bone in it. Whether you cut a little piece of it or a large piece of it, you are still, it is considered to be, and and ate it, cutting a little piece, doesn't matter how big of a piece you cut of it and eat it, it is considered to be a transgression. However, However, a body part that has a bone, the transgression is not considered to be a transgression until the whole body part is cut out the way it is. So if it's an arm, the whole arm has to be as is with the bone. 
with the bone and the sinew and the muscles, etc. However, if a person cut off just the meat of that body part, he is um, considered to have not trans- he's not considered to have transgressed Ebed Minahai, um, but rather he has eaten Terefat. Terefat is in any animal that was not um, uh, done Shehita'an properly. As was described in chapter 4, not Ebed Minahai. Halacha Gimel. Ha'ochel me Ebed Minahai Kazayit. Okay, somebody who eats from Ebed Minahai Kazayit, which is an olive size. Um, which is um, literally the, um, I mean, there are many mahlukot today, what kazait is, what it isn't, whatever, but just in general, in Harambam and in most of the Rishonim, kazait refers to a medium-sized olive. The um, uh, the volume of a medium-sized olive. So somebody who has a volume of medium-sized olive, or kazait, of Ebed Minahai, receives lashing. And even if he's eating now a full body part of the animal, let's say he's eating a very small body part that has less than kazait, so he's not considered that, that, that he does not receive malkut. As, and, and let's say he eats um, uh, and, and, and let's say he eats a larger body part. If it has more than kazait, he has transgressed. So we don't go by the body part itself. We don't say, oh, if the person ate a full body part, then maybe he'll have considered to, to have Transgressed, like we said, with uh, um, uh, with uh, different um, uh, cr- 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 pests and uh, bugs. That if a person ate a full bug, even if it was less than kazait, he is considered to have transgressed. With Ebed Minahai, the case is not such. You have to eat kazait in order to be considered to have transgressed, even if it's um, e- e- even if it's uh, a full body part and it's less than kazait. So if it's a full body part, then it's less than kazait. Then there's no transgression. I mean, there's no there's no um, it is it is um, prohibited. It's a serious prohibition, but there's no malkut. There's no lashing. Somebody who cut off a body part as was with the meat and the bone and the sinew, kazait um, and ate it. He is lokeh. Even though it doesn't have meat, but only a small amount of meat, as long as he ate um, that. Uh, a, a kazait, even if it wasn't all meat, and he just maybe had a kazait part of the bone, he is um, However, if somebody cut off the eber, he cut off a body part, I'm just going to use the word eber from now, it means body part, um, or not, whatever. Um, uh, so if somebody cut off a body part and, you know, from a living animal, and um, uh, however, a, a full body part with the muscle and sinew and etc. and the bone. However, he disconnected the meat from the rest of the body part and then ate the meat. He does not receive malkut for eating the kazait of this meat because he did not eat it what we call kibriyato. He did not eat it as it is in the animal, but rather um, and. Sorry, let me fix myself. And he ate, and he cut off the meat. So now. In order to be hayav, he it's not he can't he, he has to eat a kazait of the meat, and it's not um he won't be um considered to transgress transgressed if he ate kazait of the bone and sinew, um without the meat he has to eat kazait of the meat when it's so so the distinction is like this the guiding rule here is like this when the body part is as is so let's say he cut off an arm of a living animal, and he ate kazait of the arm with the bone or whatever, and the bone part of his kazait, he is hayav, he is considered, he is 
um, transgressed. However, if now he disconnected the meat from the rest of the body part, now he has to eat kazait of the meat in order to be considered to have, to have transgressed. And the rest of the body part, the bone, the, the muscle and sinew, um, do not um, uh, join into that kazait when he eats it. Because he switched, he changed the way the animal um, looks naturally. Somebody um, uh, took off a piece of an animal and he ate little by little. What do we mean by little by little? Um, in order to be hayav, what is considered little by little is to eat kazait in more than a time of achilat paris. Achilat paris is the time it takes to eat three eggs of three egg volume size of eggs of bread, which is about 150 squared centimeters. It takes about a couple, it takes a couple of minutes, a few, like between three to six minutes. It's a certain amount of time like that, even more, maybe six to eight minutes. Um, And, and, and so now he ate kazait in more than that, that time that it would take him to eat three medium eggs. So it's considered that he ate me'at me'at, that he ate it very slowly. If in the time of Achilat Paris he ate Kazait, then he's Hayav. However, if he didn't eat Kazait in that amount of time, he's Patur. Now, let's say somebody took a piece of Eben Minahai as was, as is, with the bone and the muscle and sinew and the meat, and he ate it. Even though it gets disconnected, dislodged in his mouth, and now it's like, oh, it's not. You know, it, it, you would think, you know, we said that in order to be considered that tra- to have to transgress and receive malkut, sorry, in order to receive malkut, it is always considered a transgression. But in order to receive malkut, um, not always, excuse me, uh, let me take that back. In order to receive malkut, we said that he has to eat a kazait of it as is. And then the bone and muscle and sinew will... Um, be considered be part of that kazaita. However, if he disconnects it, then he has to eat a kazaita of the meat. So, what happens if it disconnects in his mouth that kazait? So, nevertheless, he is hayav. It's a transgression. This is a very interesting halacha, which has a very basic and important rule um, hidden in it, which I will explain. So first, I'll explain the peshat of the halacha. I'll explain. Just, I'll just translate here, word for word. So somebody who cut off Eben minahai, he cut off a a, a um, body part of a living animal, and the animal became terefa. The animal died while he cut off the body part. So now there's two transgressions. The first transgression for eating this an- this meat is eating meat of an animal that's terefa of a dead animal that was um, that that that. Died not through shechita, and the second one is eber minahai, and this is what we call shene isurin shen ba'in ke'ahat. So he receives malkut twice. He receives thirty-nine um, lashings twice. Now this is a very interesting halacha. So in general, the general law throughout most of the halacha is that en isur hal al isur. We don't have um, so some something that is considered to be a transgression. Okay. From scriptural law, another transgression cannot be added onto it. What do we mean uh, in, in terms of punishment? So let's say somebody, and, and I'm, I'm explaining via the Yohai Magbili edition. There'll be a Yohai Magbili edition, great explanation there. And if you want to see it, 
inside, I highly recommend it. So, the example he gives is a basar nebela, an animal that died, um, an animal that died, um, uh, an animal that died without shahita, is obviously not allowed to be eaten. So that's one transgression, that's one isur, that was cooked in meat, or that was cooked, sorry, in milk, which is another transgression, to eat it. So it is disallowed, it is prohibited only from nebelain. If somebody eats it, he receives malkut for nebelain, he does not receive two malkuyot. So that's the general rule. However, when both the isurim happen at once, in other words, when the prohibition of the certain act takes place at once, the prohibiting act happens at once for two different prohibitions, then they are both the person doing the transgression transgressing is liable for both of the transgressions. So like in our case, in which while cutting off the body part of the animal, he also caused the body part to be terefa. Now, now, let me just fix myself from the beginning of the halakha. The beginning of the halakha, I, I, I implied that terefa means that the animal is dead. I don't mean dead. That's nebela. Terefa is when the, that specific body part of the animal is maimed in a way, causing it to be not kosher. And we will see that more in pilchot shahit So, in our case here, we have, while cutting off the leg, he also maimed the leg, or while cutting off a body part of the animal, he also maimed in a way, making it not kosher. Simultaneously, and therefore simultaneously, he causes um, uh, he, he he makes he makes makes it have two liabilities for the person eating it, and therefore and that's what we call isur bat ahat isur bebat ahat at once the li- the the both liabilities both transgressions happen at once and if he eats it he's considered to have transgressed two things and he receives two lashings for that transgression. Also, somebody who cuts off halev from an animal. Halev is certain fats that are um, not allowed to be eaten in the animal. They're serious transgression to eat them. Um, it's considered to have done at once, make it disallowed. Because once, while it's still connected to the animal, it's not disallowed. It has to be, um, I mean, it, it's considered to be part of the animal. It's a different story. Well, when it's cut off, the animal becomes, it become, reaches the status of halev, and therefore it is considered to have reached the, the Disallowance of itself, the um, uh, prohibition at once, two prohibitions, and they're also the same thing. And also, if he cut halal of a terefa, now he and, and he, while the animal is still alive, he receives three malkuyot one for terefa, one for halal, and one for ebdominahai. Meat or, or or flesh of an animal that was like half off, that was coming off, that wasn't very well connected to the animal, like a, you know that was that the animal got cut a bit, or that or a body bar, a body part that was not well connected to the animal. If this body part is so much off the animal that it will not reconnect to the animal, will not um uh, become will not heal and ever be part back part of the animal, but rather will become a, will die on the animal, um, that's, you know, the, the, lose its blood flow, and then the, the body part loses, loses its connection to the animal. So if it's like that, and even though it didn't get disconnected from the animal itself, it is prohibited, but there's no malkut for it. However, if the animal died, 
then we see it as though um, uh, it was disconnected from the animal while the animal was still alive, and therefore it is considered to be Ebed Minahai. What is the logic behind here? In other words, the body part was disconnected from the animal in a way that it won't that it will that that the, that it won't come back to life. It won't be part of the animal again. It's losing life. So it's disconnected, but still connected to the animal physically. So now, if, if the animal was done shehita'an, then you can't be looked for it because it was still connected to the animal, even though it's not going to ever heal and be back really part of the animal, rather die, and even while the animal is still alive, it's still, you did shehita on the animal, so it should be allowed. So that's why you don't receive malkut for eating it. However, when the animal dies, that body part was not really connected to the animal um, biologically speaking, or physiologically, and therefore the malkut for it would be Ibn Minahai. However, if this body part is not cut off in a way that it could that it won't ever heal, but rather it'll heal and be and connect back to the animal, then um, after Shahita is done on the animal, it is mutar to eat it. If somebody um, moved an inner organ of the animal from its place, disconnected it, but didn't fully disconnect it, um, like um, somehow, like um, by, by, that's what is done when castrating an animal, they, they dis- disconnect a part of the testicles of the animal from the animal, so they're leaving the that body, that organ, and in a way, sorry, and they disconnected it in a way that the organ still is part of the animal and still receives blood flow from the animal and stays alive and doesn't lose blood flow and die. Um, so it is not disallowed, it is not prohibited from the Torah because it's still living, it's still a living organ in the animal. Therefore, um, if she, and, and therefore if shahita is done in it from scriptural law it is mutar however however nevertheless it is disallowed to eat it it is prohibited to eat it even after shahita is done on the animal because it is very close to Ibn Minahai and the um, tradition um, the Masoret was not to eat it um, already for many many years in the Jewish nation um, already from the Talmud and perhaps even beforehand. So when a bone breaks in the animal, sometimes the bone will come out of the flesh when it breaks, if it's a very bad break. Now, in some cases, when the bone breaks in an animal, like a leg bone, it may cause the anil- that, that, that animal to be terefa um, uh, and not allowed to be eaten. However, in some cases, when the bone breaks, in, even in a way that it protrudes out of the flesh, it is not, it, it is not terefa. There's certain different um, details, which we will see in Ilkhot Shehita, the eighth chapter of Ilkhot Shehita. So, so, we're assuming now that this is not a case where it needs terefa. So if the bone broke and if most of the flesh and, and the skin of the animal was covering most of the bone, most of that broken bone, um, diameter and circumference, then it is mutar. However, however, if the bone came out completely um, in a way that it wasn't being co- com- um, fully covered by the 
um, most most of it being covered by the flesh and of the animal, then that eber that specific body part of the animal is asur. And when he does shahita on the animal, he takes that part off and the rest is mutar. And it would be asur from Eber Minahai because it's like a disconnected, dislodged body part. So if he does shahita on it, it becomes, uh, although it's still connected, it would be asur. But if the animal would die, it would be asur mishum Eber Minahai. Therefore, the, the, that body part is to be cut off after shahita is done on it because, it's not allowed to be, because it is not allowed to be eaten. Continuation of Rubo. The bone broke and most and the flesh was covering most of it. However, that flesh that was covering it was was um was like mirusas means like um smashed and squished. In like weird skin, weird flesh. On it or it was um, rotten flesh, like the type of rotten flesh that a doctor would have to take off um, its patient in order to cause flesh rebirth. Um, or that the flesh covering it wasn't um, well connected, it was from different parts it was covering it, different parts of the animal it was covering it. Or the flesh on it had holes in it. Or that it had... Uh, a, a a big cut a big hole or um uh, or a um uh, it was cut off the bone like in a ring like around the bone three hundred and sixty degrees around the bone it was there was a part that was cut off or that the flesh was cut off so much that only a sl- only a small thin f- a layer of flesh was left on the Bone. Or that the flesh, the flesh at the bone itself, the flesh touching the bone, became rot- rotten and um, de- rotted. Um, so we have like so there's a layer of rotten flesh and flesh in between the actual flesh, the outer flesh and the bone. So you have like a disconnect between the outer flesh and the bone. You have in, the, in between that you have like the rotten flesh. And all of these um, from oral law, it is disallowed to eat them um, until the flesh. Heals, and if somebody eats them, they receive makat mardut, a lashing from oral law, not scriptural law. Halachatet. Ham moshit yadolim ayah behema vechatachminat yaholu min akelayot vechayuse bahen. Somebody who stuck his hand into the inner organs of the animal through its some through, through inside the animal, um, through its reproductive organs, seemingly, um, for the for a ma- for for a female or through the anus. For a male animal, um, and he cut off either the spleen or the um, kidneys of the animal, and but left those organs while they were cut off. They were he dislodged them completely and left them in the animal. He left them in its stomach, or he may have stuck his hand through the through the animal's mouth. By the way, these body parts are disallowed on the, uh, to be eaten from Ibn Minahai. They are. Um, uh, not allowed to be eaten. And even though it's still in its in the 
ca- you know, in the cavity of the stomach of the animal, it's still disallowed. However, if he cut a piece of of a um, uh, of a ubar, which is the embryo or fetus of an animal, he sticks it inside and cuts off a piece of the embryo of the baby that of the animal that's inside the mother's womb, um, and leaves it there. So there, it is not considered to be abdomen high because it's still inside the embryo. Um, even though it's still in the animal's stomach uh, or in the animal's body. Right. Um, after shahita, it's mutar because the embryo, because the animal didn't leave the mother's womb and it's all in one embryo. Um, continuation. Baby that took uh, that that piece that uh that <laughs> hand or that took out a hand or its leg out of its mother's womb, that body part of the animal that was in the the, the child in its mother's womb, the child, the baby in its mother's womb, is um prohibited forever, whether um uh, it was taken whether um. Whether the um, uh, body part was cut before the mother was um, done shahitan or whether after it doesn't matter it's disallowed because it was taken out of the it was taken out of, of the um, womb. And even if the animal put back the that body part back into the womb, or it was the it was born healthily and lived a few years, that body part is disallowed and is considered to be terefa. That any because any meat, um, any flesh that comes out of its mehisa out of its natural habitat, okay, and the natural habitat of a embryo of an uh, animal in its mother's womb is the mother's womb and nowhere further, is considered to be disallowed mishum terefa and is like meat that was cut off from the living. As it says in the Pasuku Basar Basade Terefa, an animal in the field is terefa. Once the um, uh, animal, and in our case, the baby in the mother's womb, left its natural habitat, which is the sadeh, which is like a sadeh for it. It becomes like a terefa, as we explained in Peregdalet al-Chayod. Now, al-Chayod here. The animal took out a part of its... Um, part of a body part, not the whole body part, and left part of the body part inside. Like, uh, for example, it took out its hand, but not all of the hand. And even if only a very small part of that body part stayed in the womb, what is outside is disallowed, and what is inside is allowed. So, like, so let's, and even if it's a very small part of that body part, you say, oh, because most of the body part is out, the whole body part will be disallowed. No. What is inside the womb is disallowed, and what is outside the womb is allowed, and that's the guiding rule here. What is inside or outside, not 
by body parts. And if the person wants to cut off that body part that left the mother's womb while it was still inside the womb, um, and then do shahita, um, all he has to do is cut off that body part no more, and the rest of the body part is mutar. Um, and if he cut it while it was still outside the mother's womb, in other words, not while, not when it came back to the womb, while it was already out, while it was still outside the womb, that body part, um, the rest of the ever is mutar. However, the part that was outside that 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 would. That part of the cut is disallowed because that was outside that touched the air. Um, right. Right. Sorry. After, um, right, and after cutting that part off, he cuts off the part that was cut off. He cuts off the place that it was cut. He recuts it. However, a body part of an embryo of an animal that was in its mother's womb that came out and he cut off the body part before doing shahita on the mother and the body part is out and he eats it. This is considered Ebn Minahai and, he rec- and the pro- the, it's a transgression and liable and there's liability and the punishment is Malkut. Lashing. However, if it was cut after the shahita was done on the mother, so there's no malkut, even if the embryo died before the shahita. If the animal died and then he cut it off, then he receives malkut for Ibn Minahai. If the mother died and then while the embryo, the, the, while the animal in its womb, put its hand out and then he cut off that, that hand or that body part he is disallowed for Ebn Minahai an animal that took that took out its any part of its body and then put it back into the womb and then it was born, and it was a, and it was a female. So the milk of this female is not allowed to be eaten from safek. We have a, we're not sure, because it is like it is partially terefa, and its milk is like halav terefa, is like a milk of a terefa animal that was mixed with a um, non terefa animal, which is not allowed. Halachayot gima. Hashohayot behema mi'uberet shalil. Somebody who did shahita on a pregnant animal and he found in it the embryo, whether the embryo was alive or dead, it is um, permitted to be eaten. And even a shilya is allowed to be eaten. In other words, even an embryo without any animal inside it is allowed to be eaten. In other words, the shilya is like, it's the sack of the embryo. So the embryo is the entire um, unit in the animal with whatever animal was supposed to be born out of it. An embryotic sac is what we call the shiliyah. It's only the sac without an animal inside. So the shiliyah and that embryotic sac that came out partially. And then he did shahita on the animal. If this embryotic sac was still connect to, connected to the animal that was inside it, um, 
whatever comes out of it is asur and the rest is mutar. Whatever came out is asur and whatever still stayed inside is mutar. However, if none of it was connected to any animal, rather it was just a floating embryonic sac um, with no animal in it or connected to it, then even if a small part of it came out, the whole embryonic sac is disallowed. Because maybe, right, because maybe the animal that was in it was gone, and now, you know, the, there's there's no, it's not connected to any animal, and therefore it is asur. And, and, and obviously we don't need to say, don't need to mention that if we don't find an animal at all in the womb of the mother, then the shilya is not allowed. And by not allowed, we mean even even if it didn't come out partially, because a shilya without a without a baby in it, without an animal in it, is not allowed. Because it means that the baby came out, or the baby was a nephil. We call it, it was a it, it was um, it died in the mother's womb, and therefore, um, and that is disallowed. That is not allowed to be eaten. In other words, it's not allowed to be eaten after it comes out of the womb. Okay, these two halachot are very interesting. This is what we call bin pekua. An animal that was found alive in its mother's womb after shahita was done on the mother. Even if the animal is fully matured and is going to live and it's going to come out of the mother's womb and live, it does not need shahita. But rather, the shahita of its mother makes it allowed to be eaten, even without shahita, like Ibn Minahai. However, once the animal um, touched the, the ground with its, with its feet, it needs shahita. But, nevertheless, um, and it needs shahita. And interesting um, thing, it does not need bedika either. So this animal doesn't need bedika. Harambam writes in Perusha Mishnayot that it does not need bedika, and if it has terifa, the terifa does not disallow it because it's like an animal that is shahut for us from our perspective. Um, this is very interesting. If somebody ripped open an animal's womb or killed an animal or, or did shahita an animal that was terifa and he found a nine-month-old baby, it needs shahita in order to make it allowed and the shahita of his mother does not do anything for it. However, if it wasn't fully matured, the, the child in the mother's womb, the baby in the mother's womb, um, it was less than nine months old, then it is disallowed completely because it is considered to be part of the mother's, a body part of the mother. And, and in addition to this, there's a condition that if in any animal that took its head out of its mother's womb and then put the head back, even if the shahita was done on the mother, um, shahita still needs to be done on the child because once the head was taken out and put back, it's as though the child left the mother's womb in a sense and... It needs its own shahita, and with this we finish chapter 5. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve